five, four, three, two, one. You are listening to the Mango Tea Podcast with Jody and DK. We are a nonpartisan Jamaican and Caribbean podcast for the diaspora. We give you tea with a slice of mango mm. and information on current events, politics and politics, finance, sports, and culture. We created this podcast for the diaspora to know what's happening in the Caribbean beyond the gossip. <coughs> oh, na, na. Oh, What's na, my name? na, na. Oh, 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 <laughs> na, na. Are you going to tell people where we are? We are at... No, not exact location. We are social distancing. Yes, we are. We're literally social distancing at a park in a black community in Brooklyn. Mm. Um, it's actually a very, very beautiful park. It is a beautiful park. And, I, and I, I, if, I wish I could tell you guys where we're at, but I won't. But trust me, it's a beautiful park. Yeah, and it's a black so neighborhood as well. So that's why I love it. Open space, just a beautiful, like, mm. beautiful. I think it's better. It's better than, than Central Park, for it sure. sure. Is. For sure. It if is. it had some food, like a smorgasbord. Yeah, that's all it needs. It just needs us. Or maybe even... Outside of the park, if there were like a, there was a restaurant outside, yeah, or like anything, a coffee shop, just something. Yeah, I feel like it would make a lot of money. It would, but I don't think the residents of this community would want it to commercialize it too much, um, like around here. It's so. like a secret. Yeah, and it's almost like I feel like for the people that live on the outskirts of the park, it's mm-hmm. the thing they they do early in the morning. So like early in the morning, if you come here, yeah, you find people that live around here going to walk. Like they want they don't want it to be so commercialized. Oh. Yeah, this is a very heavy Caribbean neighborhood. It sure is. Yeah. Love it. Love it too. Mm. Welcome to Mega Tea Podcast, everyone. We missed you. We sure did. It's it's episode 19. Episode 19. It's been a little while. Oila, oila. To a limit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to a limit. Yeah, but we're excited. Yeah. Um, There's so much going on in the world. I, we need so. to stop. I'm trying to stop saying um. <laughs> <laughs> and we had this talk right before we started the podcast. Like, hey, we say um way too much. Yeah, we should. I mean, even worse. Every other <laughs> word is um. So um. Oh. Oh Listen, people, we are growing. We are learning. And yes. we're thanking you guys for growing with us. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I started this is... I just wanted people to know about what's happening. Yes. Um, and I want to talk about issues here, too, that that's affecting us, which we'll go into later in the episode. Uh, here we go again. This is like Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I need to find a different word than um. <laughs> listen, we both do it. It's, listen, it's we both do it constantly. All the, all the time. But we we were having like a heart-to-heart. Yes. We've had a couple heart-to-hearts today, like three hours <laughs> Imagine if everything was recorded. Yeah. Oh, Y'all would have been tired of us. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, but today's heart-to-heart was really good. It was deep. Yeah. So we realized that we were we were so we were rushing into this because we we were so excited to get this out to you we were overwhelmed yes we were overwhelmed and we were overwhelming you because a couple of our past episodes we talk about like three four five different topics sometimes ten (laughs) (laughs) and we really couldn't give you like the tea yes you were getting the mango but what is what is mango without tea Mm, come on so we've had some time to re re reevaluate, 
Um, it's all the time we've had at home. Yes. The, because of quarantine and lockdown. Isolation. The curfews. Hmm. Cross my eyes. The, yeah, just the curfews, really. <laughs> Uh, so we we are we're gonna be making some changes over the next few months. Um, in the fall, we're gonna we're gonna unleash some of our mm. our creative thought process and some other things that we're working on. Yeah. So we can make this podcast better and great for you because we're doing this so for doing listeners for. out exactly. there. So again, remember to follow us on social media and share your. Even if you don't want to follow us, share the podcast with other people. Yeah, share our posts. Yeah, we just want people to know <clears throat> what's happening and give the give the information. Yeah. And we're also grateful for the people who are already sharing our posts and who are commenting and who are listening. Because we have a lot of people. We have consistent listeners and we are very much aware Listen. and grateful for those people who are constantly listening and telling us where we're falling short or mm-hmm. giving us information that we um, might have felt short on so yeah. we're also grateful for those people out yeah. there so shout out to y'all shout out to y'all and if you don't agree with us on anything just let us know yeah or we want to know yeah if you have criticisms of us what we talk about hey you could someone told me that my voice is annoying and i was mm. like is it <laughs> <laughs> and somebody told me i spoke too low is it that is very that is much very true, true. <laughs> Very true. Very true. true. And also, I just want to say, today I had like five errands to do, and I had an event. I we were coming to. I came here to record the podcast, and then I had a birthday party to attend. And I've been here at this park with Dakari for almost three and a half hours. Mm. (laughs) Can y'all tell who's a social butterfly now? Right? Mm. I'm not. Situations just come up. It's just (laughs) she's always invited to something. No, no, I'm not. Not really. (laughs) No, I'm not. So, welcome. So, so that's that. We're not doing any Talawa this week because we, again, we just wanted to have a one-on-one conversation with everyone just yes. to let you know where we're at. If you hear that background noise, that background, background noise, background. we are in the park and it's a black neighborhood. So, you know where black people are, there is music. Yeah, there's music and then there's airplanes because we're close to the airport. (laughs) (laughs) Clue number two. (laughs) As to where we are. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anyone that's missing? Let us know in the comments. Uh, you cannot know me or you cannot know Jody because if you know either, no, well, if you know me, you know where I'm at. If you know Jody, maybe not. No, you don't know. You don't know. Do not wait. Do not put it in the comment section. <laughs> Slide in our DMs. And you know what? Shout out to our, our friends in the UK. Shout out to the yes. Carnival family that follow us and our loyal, loyal listeners. I really do love y'all. All right. Um, Jesus to the ups. <laughs> it's all right. All right. So let's. So we're going to jump into some stuff because mm. some very, very heavy stuff. So. Yes. The police brutality, the Black Lives Matter movement, and just like everything that's going on, I think it's been a it's been two weeks, a week. It's been over. George Floyd um, was murdered on May twenty fifth, so we are say ten days into his murder. Mm-hmm. His funeral service is actually between yesterday and today. Yeah, I um, saw so we're here. Today. So we're basically a week and a half into it. Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor. So many Listen. others. Listen, they, no one's been charged for her murder. Mm. 
No one's been charged. And they finally arrested the four cops. Well, all four of the cops that killed George Florida finally arrested. I mean, this, takes, this is way too long ago. And, and remember, even the case in Georgia, those guys were just arrested. That burned me. Yeah. That burned me. But that's the tension that we're, we're, we're facing as Caribbean yeah. Americans. That is the issue that we're facing living in America now, especially as a black man. I feel like this is the, the trauma that I have to deal with. Getting up yeah. every day thinking I'm a black man. Um, even if I'm a black man in a black community, I'm still a black man in America and I travel and go to different places in this country. Yeah. And I feel like I have to be looking around and wondering where I am or trying to deflect from not looking a certain way or maybe if, say, for instance, I want to wear a hoodie, I feel like, okay, I might not be able to wear a hoodie. Or if I want to run in the street, like if I go to a different state and I want to, like, say, for instance, run. Run out of public. Listen, like. it can't happen. And that's the issue. And then people wonder why there's riots and there is, there's yeah. looting and it's people are burning the place down. Frustration. I feel exactly. Like when, for me, like, I knew that there were issues, well... Everyone knew that there were issues, but yeah. when it first got into the national spotlight in like the 2010s was Trayvon Martin, yes. that irked me so much because George Zimmerman was obviously guilty, but exactly. he got off because of a technicality. Then what really, so that really broke me. And then mm. there have been a lot since. So I think And there have been way too many instances of police brutality in yes. this country. Way and, too many. And my issue with it is... Most of the times when they've killed a black man in this country, they've never been armed. We see so many instances of the killing. We see the killing in South Carolina. We see mass murderings um, done by white people in America. And the killer is handcuffed. He's taken to prison. He has his day in court and his cases. The case goes on. He gets arrested. He gets sentenced. And black men that are killed in this country, they're usually being stopped and killed for nothing. A skitt skittles. Um, so-called counterfeit bill. There's so many instances. The cops stopped them. Why, why did your, Selling your a life cigarette. end? Exactly. Why did your life end for something that was not a murder? And even if you murdered somebody, we see cases of white men being handcuffed or after murdering team. ten or more people. Yeah. Why is it the black men don't get their time Wait, their day in court? The, the guy in Charlotte that when they caught him, they brought him to Burger King because he was hungry? Yes, the guy in Charlotte. I think he killed nine people in a black church. Like, this is the most infuriating part about living in this country because shit like that doesn't make sense. It does not, and it's 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 frustrating and it's annoying. I remember, so earlier this week, giving my personal testimony, I, I was up at, like, four or five in the morning because it's just like that for me. And... I I was scrolling through social media and I had seen I had buck up on a video of um, Philando Castile like after the murder it was yes. his girlfriend and his daughter mm. at the back of the police car mm. after they just saw um, their boyfriend and father murdered be murdered yeah and I I've never seen the video before I saw the video of when they murdered him. I didn't see the actual video of the girlfriend and the daughter in, mm -hmm. in the car. And it just ruined me. I was so... I was bawling all day. I had to lock my door. Mm -hmm. I told my family, like, listen, don't come downstairs because I'm not right to talk to people right now. Yes. And I was emotional all mm -hmm. week. Like, I was, I was crying every day. Um, during a work meeting... I started, I was crying on the phone and I was like, guys, I can't do this. And they could obviously tell that I was crying, yeah. but 
they were they just like glossed over it, which is whatever. Uh, so catch mm. <laughs> that one right there. Yes. And then welcome to corporate America. <laughs> yeah, and then it like just brought back like corporate America. And to give you my experience, so Monday when I saw the video and I was bawling because this traumatic for a four-year-old little girl to say to see her father get killed mm. and then to have to comfort her mother in the back of a police car. Mm. So I emailed my boss and I was like, hey, I saw some really I, I saw some really traumatic uh, videos over the weekend um, and this morning and I don't think I can I'm too emotional to be on to be in work today. I need a mental day. Like I can you can text me, you can message me, all that, but I I cannot be on any phone calls mm -hmm. where I, I have to be present and I have to give input. Her response was, "Okay, I completely understand. Mm. Can you help me with something?" Does she understand though? No, she does not. And her response after saying, "I understand," tells me she doesn't understand what you're into. She was she's insensitive because literally a minute after she sent that e uh, yeah a minute after she sent that email she called me and she was like oh I need your help with the system blah oh. blah blah and then she didn't really she really didn't have to do that because mm -hmm. someone else is gonna call her or is gonna dial in who perfect who understands the same system and mm -hmm. could have easily done what I did so it it was frustrating to me and I've for me, working in corporate America, I've experienced a lot of microaggressions. Mm. A lot. But I've always, like, let it go. Because I'm like, I want to keep my job. True. And that maybe stems from how you're brought up in the Caribbean. Yeah. And can we talk about that? I feel like the way we respond to racism in America is so different from, uh, from the average African-American. Mm -hmm. Is it that we don't understand? And is it time for us to acknowledge the fact that we really don't understand what they're going through? I feel like it's not all of us not, that are like that. That is true. It's some of us. Like, there have been tweets about, like, I don't see why in this protest I wasn't born here. Exactly. And it's, it's like... It's their problem. Yeah, it's their and problem, And my not problem, mine. that. Exactly. And I, I think I've said this before. Like, you can say that you're all this, you're that, but the bullets just see a black person. Yeah. And that's the thing that we need to recognize. Like, when I go on the street... Or if I go to a certain state, they're not seeing that I am um, someone from the Caribbean. They're not seeing that, okay, I did not grow up in this country. They're seeing a black man who they can marginalize, who they can discriminate against, who they can basically kill because they, they just see me as a threat. Uh -huh. And that is what, that's what I have to come to grips with understanding. Like, I'm a black man to these people. Yeah. And I'm proud of being a black man. But I need to have people understand that it's traumatizing, it's horrifying growing up in this country and growing up understanding that people see you as not only different, but as a threat. Yeah, and I feel like it's, it's definitely different for us because like many, many African-Americans, they grew up in this. Yeah. And we, we come from a country and it's like, a majority black country and it's like you're hit with it exactly so you have to like and I think that's why we don't really understand it too though yeah. because I feel like a lot of the times when I think back now on my experience coming here I realize I more than likely experienced a lot of racism but because I wasn't looking for it yeah growing up in Jamaica say for instance if I got a C on an exam 
I wasn't thinking, okay, the teacher doesn't like me because of my race. Because trying to start, my teacher was black. Coming in America, if I get you a C C's, on an exam... You got C's in Jamaica? No. One or two. I mean, I have a Jamaican mother, so that wasn't something you do. Yeah, I was going to say, your mother. No. Yeah, that was not happening. <laughs> but coming here, I've gotten a C in college already. And yeah. not on a, like an entire class, but mm-hmm. like on a paper. And I've never saw it as a race thing. But now I'm realizing that if I look back on certain things... Did I not realize my worth? Because it could it could have been a race thing. Yeah. It's like you go back and you think about certain things. Like in college, for me, I went to one of the whitest colleges. Mm, I went to um, a white college too, but it's strange enough it was in New York City. <laughs> like where I think it was like 90%. No, it was like 80% white. Mm. I think it was like 15% Asian. I think blacks were like 8%. Mm. And then it was... A small minority. Yeah. So... There, I experienced a lot of microaggressions. Yes. A lot. It was like, you had, I had to sit there and explain things. And then some of the things that they would say, I would adopt it and like, I'll brush it over. Like, yeah, I think that I've, I've been guilty of that too. Them saying things to me, and I brush it off. Like, okay, you're just trying to be funny or you're just trying to be smart. Or you're just like, oh, just don't take it. Like, for me, it was almost like, don't take things personal. Yeah. And then I like even a lot of times I've been called a chocolate boy from white people and then you never get that okay mm, why are you calling me chocolate boy yeah like I don't need you to describe me you don't need to call me anything based on the, skin, the color of my skin or strange enough I didn't realize when I came here I didn't realize the issue that black people have with a white person asking to touch your hair oh I did what the fuck is touching my hair yeah I don't here's the thing I don't like it but I didn't realize the issue that we we have with it yeah and then when you even look back on certain issues you or when people would say to you to me like okay i think i've i've been told that if i don't have if i have an issue with something in this country that why did i i've been asked why did you come here then really yeah i've been asked why did you come here okay well, yeah. you or or that? i've had previous previous co-workers that asked me they didn't necessarily ask me why did you come here they're like it's basically almost questioning me coming here and having to deal with the issue. Yeah. And then you know what too? I feel like for black men dating or being around oh lord, the raindrops. <laughs> uh luckily we're under a tree. They're which has always been troubling, they are fetishized mm, by a white woman. White women. Yeah, because I remember... Is there any white woman listening? Let us know. <laughs> like, I knew someone. Like, not she was like, my DM. I, I only date white men. I, no, she was only like, I only date men. black men. Um, and she was like, at one point she was like, I want a brother. And I was just like, wait, what? Mm, I didn't my know former manager that. actually said, she didn't say that specifically, but she always said that she would date a black man, but she just said they just never found her attractive. <laughs> She's actually a decently attractive woman. Yeah. I mean, I, you know what? I do warn relatives, hmm. especially, yeah, my younger relatives, just to be like, even my older ones, because they be wild sometimes. <laughs> like, let me tell you, let me tell Here you how wild One of my family members called me, I think it was last week, and he was like, Do you think it's weird to sign an NDA form before you have relations with someone? <laughs> and I was like, Wait, what? Why are you signing an NDA exactly. form? Is exactly. Is this a business? Exactly. Is she a celebrity? Or is he a celebrity? <laughs> but then he was like, because he lives in Florida, he was like, well, 
I don't want to be a situation where I get accused of something when we both consented to it. And then mm. it was like, okay. Okay. Mm, okay. Because he was thing. like, he he looks mm. back at the like history of like black men in the South mm. where they were like accused of rape or assault and when it was consensual. Yeah. So he was like, you know the complexities that, of being a black man in this country. But he did not want to be a Tamir Rice. <laughs> but he was but like, even, he was he was wild and beyond belief because he said some other stuff before after that, and I was like, wait, what? But that has wait, Jody is giving some tea. Wait, wait, yes. wait, where the tea at? Where, mm, uh, no, she stopped. It's I, okay. Family members, if I say anymore, <laughs> I, I already said too much. Welcome to the much. Mango Tea Podcast. We give you tea <laughs> with a slice of mango. You know what irks me though, like. It took this long for white people to acknowledge that there's a problem yeah. with police brutality. After 400 economy. years of oppression, you're just realizing they have an but issue. But even then, it took a whole pandemic, hundreds of black lives, multiple videos of police murdering people of color For them in the to country. finally realize that we have a problem. Yes. America has had a problem with racism since it existed at this point. Yes. And it's 400 just... 400 years of oppression... And I'm the skeptical. Movement. I'm skeptical of like the intentions, because even like corporate America, everybody's tweeting. Yeah. Everyone, we're donating money to the black culture. We're donating money to the Black Lives Movement. I need a radical shift in in, in people in their. I just feel like it's not genuine. Their, yeah, and I feel like I need to see serious shifts. I need to see change from the top. Okay, it's all good. You're donating all this money, but let me see your board. Yeah. Where are the black people at? Yeah, like let in, me see people at the top because a lot of companies, companies include the company I work for, you see a lot of black people at work. My the company bank I work for, there are a lot of black people that work for that place. But if you check the people at the top, they're all white. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Amazing, because my, my job. Wait, what's amazing about that? You have black people in your office. No, I have a lot of black people in my office. You know how many people in my office? We have over two hundred people. There's eight black people. Wow, that's sad. Yeah, eight. I don't think I want it. Going forward, give me, listen, if I'm going to have to start my own business, black owned. <laughs> you know, and that's what I tell, that's what I tell, um, my, my quasi children, mm. <laughs> <laughs> my quasi children. I'm like, you don't want to, cause I'm, I'm, even though I'm working from home, sometimes I don't see them because yeah. like I'm working from like morning to night mm. and I'm tired and exhausted and I just go to sleep. And I'm like, listen, when you grow up, you want to own your own business. You don't want to work for anyone. Yeah. I think that's the story that black people need to get to the point where we... We need to get to the point where we understand it's time for us to own our own. It's it's not more important to have a seat at the table. It's basically at this point, we're going to have to create a own table for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Black-owned business. I think at this point, I am all about supporting our own. So at this point, I am dedicating myself and saying, you know what? 2020 and onward black owned restaurants i've already started by ordering and you were most, always like that too i've always did black owned books all 90 yeah. percent of the books on my shelves are written by black authors i'm all about supporting our own uplifting our own because yeah. at the end of the day we cannot say that they're marginalizing us and then we're not supporting ourselves yeah that's true we, remember, at this point, we need to start being about the jewish community check the jewish community matter of fact check every other race and i'm not trying to put us against the jewish people or against asians but if you check Asians or you check the Jewish people, they're always supporting their, their own. If you go into a neighborhood and it's all Jewish, trust me, they are they're, the owner of the, the supermarket is Jewish. This point, listen, school system, 
let's start just supporting our own. Yeah. And I mean, I remember one time you read me and I was like, oh, I'm going to the nail salon. Mm. And you're like, what kind of nail salon is mm. it? I'm like, it's the one up the street. Okay. Um, and I mentioned, I think I mentioned that there were Asians there. Mm. And you're like, you can't find a black woman. Because you can. And I don't, I don't, any black person give me an excuse that you cannot find. You can find any institution or any business you need, there's a black owned one. I mean, I They're did not that find many, one. but you can find them. But they're a little bit more pricier. Listen, we're not finding any excuses. Yes, but I still went to them. I went to one, and I called them the bad bitch nails. <laughs> Listen, because they gave you that long nails from the lady, yes. like the lady from the box. And the designs are ama- like amazing, bops. amazing. And it was owned by a Jamaican too. Mm-hmm. On, um, Is it on Flatbush? Yeah, it's on Flatbush. I think I've been there. Yeah, not to get there? my nails done. <laughs> <laughs> like. And it, it lasted a while. I did get a, a pedicure, I'm not lying. I did get a pedicure. Like. <laughs> oh, listen. It's a black, you don't buy a black male? No, it was a black woman. It was a Jamaican woman. Maybe it's the same place, so it's on Flatbush. I, th- I think it's on Flatbush. I took the bus to go over there, so... Mm, Jordy takes the bus. I know. I know. <laughs> I'd rather... Well, before this, I would rather take the subway than the bus. But now I'm like, oh, I'd rather got walk. Distracted. I would rather walk. I walk everywhere. I walked two hours the other day to go to the grocery store for fresh food. Hmm. Where else did I walk to? I walked to my friend's house. This is happens when you live in America. Yeah. And you are living in a black neighborhood. <laughs> you have to walk two hours Listen, to get fresh food. Listen, life over here is not that glamorous. You have to Talk to the people in my Jamaica. Tell them. The people in my Oxford Barrel. <laughs> Listen, you need to send me a barrel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But you know what? Going back to um, the protests and the corporate intentions mm. i was talking to two friends on different occasions very very like different stances and attitude mm. and they were like i feel like the protest movements have been gentrified mm. have been gentrified and if you look at it i Weird. think it is. what do they mean about that i think i mean it is i if you look at most of the protests there's a lot of white people there you could be like well oh wait but, finally- mm, but you know what's my thing though with that not to cut you but at this point, racism is a white people issue. At the end of the day, it is not an issue for black people. We don't need to figure it out. We don't need to solve it. Yeah. It is not our issue to fight. It's their issue to fight. So you know what? Let it be a let them gentrify the, the the whole movement because it's their issue. They gotta figure it out. It's been 400 years of black people telling that we are being oppressed. Why I gotta tell you how to solve this? It's not my issue. But you know what was interesting too? I think it was the French government. Mm. They came out and said Black Lives Matter. Oh, but BS. then Haiti. Exactly. I think Haiti's still paying quote unquote reparations. Exactly. And this is why. I'm well, are they giving Haiti money? This no. Is why I'm and, and you know what I'm thinking? Black black countries need to start asking for reparations. They have because, been. No, but are they getting it? They need to start demanding it. You know what? At this point, I think, and this is my thing. Maybe Caribbean countries need to start charging a tax to all these people that come from countries or places where they have been oppressed. So if you're coming from England, we charge you extra tra- we charge you extra tax because you can't pay it. Oh my gosh! We're charging you extra tax. Extra tax for all for everything. For, listen, calculate it. <laughs> How much money would we have made if we were not oppressed? Yeah. Listen, at this point, charge them. But I mean, the Caribbean they have a. Uh... It's led by former Prime Minister of Jamaica, what led PJ by Patterson. What? It's to he's always been like that. Like we should get reparations for And they need to they need yeah. to start. Listen, but I don't think it's sneak it in. Anywhere. If you're gonna sneak it in, sneak it in. I'm all about putting it as a tax. Mm-hmm. So if that's how you're gonna do it, that to me I think that's the best option. Yes. So everybody put that comes from a country 
where they need to get reparation from we're charging an extra tax to come in the country the entire Trust me, they're spending money on weed and, and, and garbage when they go to the Caribbean countries so they can't afford to do it yeah I mean I don't know about the tax I think it needs to be systematic why like, is it asking for 10 billion dollars no I feel like it's like our schools need funding we need infrastructure done because you robbed us of that we need modern. We need to modernize all these things. You need to continually give us um, like institutional support. Like I would love if there's uh, like a Caribbean, like a modern Caribbean scientific um, organization in the Caribbean. Yeah. That have all the tools and then have all the resources there. So they like because what happens now is they in like in Jamaica. They do the research, mm-hmm. they they do the groundwork, and then they send it off to somewhere else to get it um, analyzed. And then if there's a drug that comes out of it, the, com- the benefit. Yeah, it start it started so young and so little. And mm-hmm. I mean, Robert Nesta Morgan. Uh, shout out to him. Shout out to him. Episode we had an episode ten. <laughs> Check it out. It's one of those numbers. <laughs> yes, he had actually said that. Jamaica has a lot of natural resources that haven't been tapped yet and we should take some of those resources and make medicines from it and I'm like well do we have the capacity to to generate or to have those medicines produced in Jamaica or in the region we do not and he's like no but so guess we what happened like, they're going to give it to somebody some foreign country and ask them to produce it and who's going to get the benefit you know we always get derailed <laughs> we just never get the benefit <laughs> No, like we. It's like when the Chinese come in a country and they build our roads, and I always say, "Oh my God, it's beautiful and nice." But where's the money going? Yeah. Also, we get derailed on our conversations all the time. Oh yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) We are listen, people. Thank you for growing with us. (laughs) All the time, we start at one thing and end up somewhere else. Uh, Wait, I just want to talk about Brianna Taylor real quick. Yes. Because that was some bull. This is some fucking bullshit. Come on, say that word. I can't curse. Yeah, but it, was, her, it was her birthday this week, and there was a post that she had said that 2020 is her year. Mm. She expects to get married. She's going to start a new business. She gonna, she's going to live in her purpose, maintain wow. her peace, all that. And it was taken away from her. And it's sad. Unjustly taken away from her. So all the cops came in, and apparently they realized that they entered the wrong house, but they had already killed her and all these cops. And that's the problem. There's a systemic issue with when it comes down to the police department and the police force in this country that I feel like we're, they're not acknowledging. I feel like cops get away with too much. They're always giving a pass. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Their, their, their job seems stressful. But at the end of the day, their job is to be peaceful. Their job is to maintain peace and order. Mm-hmm. Not, their job is never to kill. Why is it that every time they go somewhere, they're trying to kill? Why is it they're trying to harm? Yeah. Why isn't your job to protect the peace? Yeah. And you know what? Or maintain too, the law and maintain order? They're over militarized. Yes, they are. I don't know why they think there's this why are you they're always this aggressive bully. Because like there's a there's a thing in New Hampshire, I believe, and it's called a pumpkin festival. Mm. And you know that like when people celebrate, sometimes they go certain people celebrate, they go wild, like they be burning shit. They <laughs> like they vomit, they like destroy stuff. Like, some people, ah. <laughs> some people. Who yeah. are we talking about? Like one of my college, we won the NBA champion, not NBA, the um, men's the basketball championship, mm-hmm. and they completely destroyed that campus. They burned a piano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, she does not have corona. <laughs> I do not have corona. I have been tested, <laughs> and we're social distancing. But they're over militarized, <clears throat> and 
you know what they did at that pumpkin festival to what? maintain their peace? What? They brought out a, a tank. You know those tanks they see you see at war? Mm. And I was doing some research because I'm like, there has to be companies that are supporting this. And I found out there are two companies, two mm. very popular companies. Mm, sure. So there is a lobby group. Are we going to put them on blast? Yes. There is mm. a lobby group in Washington, D.C. Yes. It's called the National Sheriff's Association. Yes. And there's this law that authorizes police mm. to use military-grade products. Mm. I forgot what it is. I forgot what the 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 statute is mm -hmm. but it, it was it's active so i think a few people in congress mostly democrats have been fighting to get that repealed but <clears throat> they are partnered with at&t mm -hmm. and verizon mm. so if you have those companies i mean i do mm. i have them check no. your check your walkers <laughs> i need to drink some water but yeah <laughs> my these my allergies are coming up listen we are outside in the park. I'm sure they're suffering from allergies. Yes, I'm suffering from allergies. <laughs> I should have took my allergy medication. But yeah, there's there but are companies digressed. out there, and they, well, you know what they do? They use the information or telecommunications yeah. to give to the police force. Yeah, they tap into all of that. But I feel like the the police department in the U.S. is always it's is overly funded. They're funding the system so much that I feel like because so much money is put and invested in them, they're they're taking advantage of the whole thing. Which is some some bullshit because. I curse all the time. <laughs> like a sailor. Yeah, I do curse like a sailor. My mom is not proud. <laughs> yeah, but they need they um they honestly need to restructure the police department. They need to understand at the end of the day they are there to maintain peace and order. You know but what? this week I think this week, I think in Minnesota, they finally banned the chokehold. And they also are making it law that if as a cop you witness another cop harassing or using excessive force that you can basically be charged for it. And I'm like, this is 2020. Why is that even? Like, first of all, why is it that if you're a cop and you see another cop use excessive force? It's, it's a human thing, though. And this is why I don't understand with racism in America. People don't get... White folks and white Americans don't understand the plight of black Americans. And it's almost like they don't see the human it's, it's, aspect of it. It's not just I'm America. like, are we not humans anymore? It's not just America. It's everywhere. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, because we heard of it in London. We went there. It's there and, in France. And France. It's very overt in France. And Israel. And Russia. <laughs> are there black people in Russia? Mm, I'm sure, sure there is. Are. But it's black in Sweden. Just like there's a Jamaican person in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was having a conversation with a couple of friends. And they were, we were like... Where can we go where we feel safe? Nowhere. No, Antarctica. <laughs> First of all, black people don't like our, black people don't like the cold. Listen, some do. So we're, we, they're black people. Oh, shout Listen, out to the black folks that like the, the people cold. that the Jamaicans that do bobsled. <laughs> you need to rewatch that movie because I don't think I remember I any of them like that it. movie. What? She is cancelled because actually on the top five movies that we um that, that we claim your, we like we posted it on our Instagram. That was all you. <laughs> no, that, that was, was all you. Because <laughs> I do not I I love Cool Running. I hate that movie. But I you know what this is you know what and we I think we me, I had to check myself this week too because yeah, I have to check myself too. There are some things that I have said and I feel like a lot of people have said too yes. that when you go back and check yourself you look wow that was really insensitive and it showed my privilege yeah and we're for myself I think I've always I didn't realize or unaware I was of certain systemic racism that occurs in this country like I knew it but then I didn't never really understand yeah. because maybe because I've never experienced it personally 
but then sometimes when you look back it might not be overt but it's it's there i think i just say i don't know how to say this without like people coming for me Mm -hmm. but i i don't know I, I think I just say things I like I, I know that there's racism mm-hmm. I know that there's I, ex, I experience it uh, I I haven't I haven't been assaulted by the cops I have gotten shouted at by the cops and other, mm-hmm. I haven't been stopped but I acknowledge that it is there and you know what and there are far many even if we haven't um, experienced it there are far far too many examples of racism in America far too many we see it it's on our TV screen yeah. we hear about it from friends like even my dad my dad has been stopped countless times by the cops mm-hmm. countless times and mm-hmm. it's just like okay why are you stopping me yeah. because the light was off you think or because you then, thought like, I, he was driving too fast but you know what it's time for white people to acknowledge their, mm-hmm. their privilege it's time for them to acknowledge the issue that they have yes. at the end of the day racism is not a black issue racism is a white person's issue you figure it out and reverse racism is not a thing exactly it is not a thing don't tell me I'm racist towards you because it doesn't make sense exactly also you know what someone told me she Mm. texted me the the other day she was like how many of your white friends have reached out to you to check on how you're doing not a soul four for me oh good for you (laughs) I don't have I don't have white friends but I know white people and none of them have reached out to me four no lie I do have a white family member one reached out to me she's white and she reached out to me you better but other than that, none. But it's an uncomfortable conversation for white people to have. But it's time for them to have it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, America is burning down, and it's burning down because of them. Yes, it is. So you know what? I, I also think it's it's time to support the movement. Yeah. You can go out there and protest. You can donate, or you sign can sign a petition. Call up your congressmen. Call up your community leaders. Yeah. Those who listen, they're. And then, We'll put the link in our bio. We'll yeah. put. We'll send out the links. There are ways that we can be a part of this grand movement. Yeah. And even if you are part of the diaspora, you're from the Caribbean. Even if you have not personally experienced it, it is very much important for you because you do not want to be the person that is killed because you're black. Yeah. And then there's like, and then everyone's coming to your to your side to like exactly. protest for you. No. Yeah. So, I think this is. A very very heavy episode for us, and we're gonna end early this week, which we should be ending. <laughs> <laughs> this is regular time. Every week. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna stop talking because again, it was a very very heavy week for the both of us. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot going on. So, but we we'll get through this. Rest in power to Brianna Taylor. Rest in power to George Floyd. Yes, and the rest list, can, power the list to, can go on. Yeah, it can go on and on. Rest in power to everyone. Yeah. To, all our black brothers and sisters and the brown ones too even though y'all need to acknowledge your privilege mm. but, we'll but that's, get, we'll that's, get another, that's, that's another, another story mm. that's another story big up our Haitian brothers and sisters yes alright <laughs> thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode of Mango Tea Podcast don't forget to like and share also hit the subscribe button if you are on Apple so hit the subscribe button um, so we know you are listening so you can also get notifications when we post an episode if you hit the subscribe button and don't forget to provide your give your support and don't forget don't forget to vote listen <laughs> alright bye y'all bye <laughs>